Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsor. Balance Virtually provides full-service financial planning services for small businesses, nonprofits, and startups. We can help you manage your monthly reporting, bank and credit card reconciliations, budget and forecasting, payroll services, and much more. To schedule a consultation with a certified public accountant with over 16 years of experience helping people like you, visit balancevirtually.com. Balance Virtually, your locally owned full-service financial planning service company. Welcome to the Veronica Edwards Show, where we have fun financial conversations that everyone listening can apply to their personal and professional life. I'm your host, Veronica Edwards, and I'm excited to be back another week on my brand new show. I don't know if I can keep saying brand new show because it's been about three months now, but I definitely want to thank all of the listeners for downloading the podcast and listening live. And I always want to thank the owner and creator of Biz Radio Asheville, Mr. Matt Matan. So with that being said, let's jump right right into today's show. So today's guest is the founder of Kimbro Ascent LLC, where they help entrepreneurs grow their businesses by transforming their websites into web magnets that attract customers. Um, this, consult- this includes consulting, private coaching, web design, sales funnel marketing, and lead generation strategies. This guest is also a Western North Carolina native, a graduate of Hendersonville High School, and this guest is also of African-American descent. So I'm very excited to have <laughs> uh, this brother on the show today. And uh, without that, yes. And right now, I just want to welcome Mr. Apollo Kimbrough. Welcome to the show, friend. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I hope you can feel me smiling. <laughs> yes, I can. Awesome. One of the so tell before we get started about talking about people's businesses and providing tips on the show, that's what we always like to do. I always want our guests to tell the listeners about yourself, about your upbringing in Hendersonville, mm-hmm. being brown in Hendersonville, going to Duke, the Duke University, and coming back home <laughs> to teach and give back to the community. So tell everybody all about you. Awesome. Okay, well, yeah, you hit it. You know, I'm, I'm a Hendersonville native. I grew up right here uh, in Western North Carolina. Uh, graduated from Hendersonville High School. Loved it. Uh, go Bearcats. <laughs> it, was a, it was a fantastic experience. You know, I'm, I'm still really close with a, a bunch of my good friends. And, you know, some of those experiences, you know, I was just so nurtured, inspired, and encouraged. You know, I, I'm, unlike a lot of people I see, I had a wonderful experience with falling in love with learning. And so, you know, that's actually why. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, most people think it's because I was really smart. It's not so much. I just really enjoyed the miracle process of learning. Wow. I love the way you say that. Yes. (laughs) I mean, like it it really is. So for me, I think about it like when you look into like a, a, a darkness, right? Or if there's this canvas and then all of a sudden you paint on it. And then a few days later, you, you've created this artwork, this piece of content, and it wasn't there mm-hmm. before. So do you think, um, <laughs> Apollos, that you were ever influenced by a teacher or somebody in school? Or was it at home that or was it something just in you that you just always gravitated to education? Mm, good. OK, great question. So definitely my mom and dad. Like I had an interesting family because one, we, we were we grew up in the church. So there was this idea that, you know, reading the Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. So I actually loved some of the stories uh, as a kid. But really, 
I was one of those who was like, I got in trouble sometimes. And then I learned that like the punishment sometimes for getting in trouble could be learning. And that was mm-hmm. not really a bad punishment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, as a kid, you start learning how to use some of these things to your advantage. But the real, the real big moment that really stands out in my life, the moment I became a Duke graduate was in fourth grade. And this was Mrs. Gooden, right? She was my teacher. And I remember this so clearly, but I didn't understand it. But as a teacher now, when I look back, I see this moment, you know, very differently. But I was being bad in class. I was acting mm-hmm. out, you know, and I was getting ready to get in trouble. But this fantastic woman decided instead of putting me in timeout and taking things away, mm-hmm. she put me in timeout and gave me things to do. Mm. right extra math problems right you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and so i got used to being in time out with things to do mm. and so that's that's the moment i believe that i really started to create the path so to speak under her guidance of like you know you can always find something to learn and to discover and that process has been growing ever since I love that. And, you know, a shout out to Miss Gooding, by the way, if you're still out there, Miss Gooding, because I'm raising a young man right now who's going to first grade, Mr. CJ. And I think about that all the time where I'm like, I don't want to be too hard because I do want him to have fun and, and be creative and be who he is. But then I know it's important to have discipline and we're raising him as a Christian as well. And he goes to a Christian private school. So that's very important to us to have God first. But also to your point, it's like at the same time, God loved the children. And sometimes people can be so cruel, I think, or so um, black and white when it comes to discipline. And they have to remember, like children learn through experience. And you can't always just beat them or put them in timeout. And then they really don't learn their lesson. So that will stay with me as well, that your teacher took the time to not really start labeling you as a troublemaker but saw that your mind was is, was wide and you needed something to just contain everything that was going on inside yeah. of there. And what I'm discovering, great point. And what I'm also discovering is that's something that's very much misunderstood in education, especially from our cultures. And so like I gave a disclaimer early, like, hey, I can get loud and excited. <laughs> well, that can definitely be misperceived as aggressive. Yes. And in a classroom setting where someone comes from a culture where that's kind of natural, that can be offensive and misunderstood as lashing out or or get labeled as this kid's bad. Or, you know, maybe they have ADHD because they can't be contained or something like Mm -hmm. that. When really it's it's the mind right looking to discover something at its own pace. And if that pace is like different from that particular, you know, I'm challenging the idea of classroom, right? What is class? Who's class? What class mm-hmm. distinctions are we teaching in a classroom? Maybe we should call it a discovery room, progress room. Oh, right? yeah. An expensive space, a learning center, you know, like, I don't know. So there's some of these subtle things that I think that exist and not just in the realm of education, but I think in the realm of human progress, mm-hmm. you know, that, I think restrict us from really creating the futures and the connections and the relationships, the wealth and abundance that we really, really need in our communities. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. And, you know, from you had a lot of opportunities to where you played sports and you were able to go to Duke. And 
I would think after Duke, you could have went anywhere that you wanted to go. So what made you want to come back to little old Western North Carolina, which we're happy to have you, <laughs> and for you to become a teacher first? So, you know, we'll talk about the um, Kimbrough Ascent, your LLC, but teaching is your number one. Oh, yeah. And it's actually the journey of the Ascent. Because for me, interestingly, if you know, if you look at my name, it's K-I-M-B-R-O-U-G-H. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> right? Now, yeah. I'm very proud of my name. Uh, but funny thing, I left Duke inspired, ready mm-hmm. to go into the workforce. Yes. Right? Ready to make a difference. And what did you get your degree in, by the way? Uh, I actually studied music. Oh, okay, wow. well, it's it, interesting. My degree was in music because I had to graduate because I was frustrated (laughs) with football. You know, my dad passed away in college. So I was, I had associated Duke with some hard negative experiences. Mm -hmm. So I was actually always studying music, but I was on a a track to get a degree in psychology. Oh, wow. But when I decided to leave early, I, I went ahead and just overloaded my last couple semesters and graduated with a degree in music. And I, it's not a regret because I'm mm-hmm. fulfilling that psychological study need now with some certifications, sure. but I've always left that psychological part, you know, out there hanging in the wind. But I love that you didn't give up, you know, no. that you had some hard times and you said, okay, I'm going to finish this. Maybe not the way I thought I was, but you, you knew this is the end of this chapter and I need to move on to something else. So where was, what was the next chapter after Duke? Yeah, the next chapter after Duke was uh, poverty. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> That's the short of it. The, the next chapter after Duke was a hard life lesson in understanding that I had no financial education whatsoever. Mm, so many no. people don't. So many people don't. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how smart you are. Like I said, like, and I love to learn, but mm-hmm. I was not ever taught that you needed to learn how to have a financial identity, how to have a financial self. Right. And, you know, when I come back and kind of look at my area, it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's not a lot of millionaires like us going around teaching people how to create wealth who look like us. Right. And that was a very difficult journey. Mm-hmm. The long story short was, you know, I was homeless. I, I mean, I told this story yesterday in a little meeting. And long story short, I was scrounging around my car finding change right Mm. because i needed to get something to eat that day and i finally found enough where i couldn't drive i didn't have no gas so i got like a dollar and five cents and i i was able to walk down to the mcdonald's and get a 99 cent burger wow right and so that was you know and apollo you had and you had family Yes. And you had people, but was it of more of a shame thing? Because you're not the first person to be on the show to say that they've been homeless and people would have never had known. It it is. Well, I think that's kind of the part of this this trap, right? This generational poverty mindset and these yes. these effects, the systemic effects that exist. Because if you're not aware of them, you're just gonna operate within this sphere. And and that was me until something shocks you out of it or Mm -hmm. someone comes in and says, hey, this is not the only uh, uh, the only operating method in the world. So, yeah, I had a lot of family. It was embarrassing. Right. You know, like especially like you. Wait a minute. You just graduated from Duke and you broke. Right. right? Like that's a hard gap. Right. How do you Mm -hmm. explain that? And so 
that is one of the things, and, and I think you recognize this more than for most, right? That we got to have these conversations mm-hmm. and just talk about financial identity, financial ideas, financial strategies, because it's part of how we exist. Exchanging value in the marketplace is relationships. Yes. And it just so happens that there's a monetary value with that. Mm-hmm. I love the way you said that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you're kind of leading into um, where we typically talk about different tips and jewels that we can give listeners. And just what you just said, um, that in itself is that a lot of times we beat ourselves up. But if we weren't told, if we weren't taught, we're already kind of starting at a disadvantage. But then once we recognize it, it's like, OK, I get it. Now, let me get the help that I need. But I think that we do need to continue to have these conversations so people know where to get the help, because that's the first thing. The the good thing is we have the World Wide Web. People can Google. There's more um, resources than maybe it was after you had your experience at Duke. But tell folks, how did you pull yourself out of that? What tips can you provide to the listeners on how you were able to pull yourself up? And then I want to jump into Kimbro Ascent LLC and what services Mm -hmm. that you can provide folks. Uh, I think it comes down to three things. The first thing is the mindset, the Mm -hmm. being, right? I had to have a start, like a shock to my mindset to really shift my paradigm and to maybe, and to open my vision, right, to new realities. Mm -hmm. And that process can be very harsh, I think, you know, in terms of shocking. But really, if you're asleep and you wake up, that process can be very smooth. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Those, you know, if you got children, sometimes you're there and they jump on the bed and it just goes crazy for a little bit. Right. So, <laughs> right. There's some some areas of that. So, one, I woke up to a new mindset. Right. My personal philosophy shifted Two, I realized that I was doing the wrong things. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't I can only do what I knew. So now that I had I knew some different things, I gained new skills. I was able to do different things, more specifically, stop doing the stuff that led me to where I was at. Right. Right. And then the third thing was <clears throat> proximity. Right. Getting mentors, having conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of the, the biggest things for me. In fact, I, I want to shout out Vincent Harris who's a mentor. He took me in. He took me in when I was, because this happened kind of when I was in Charlotte, you know, and I ended up moving back towards home. Mm-hmm. And so Vincent Harris took me in and he basically explained to me like how debt works. And he started to share stories like, you know, these people are in debt, you know, fifty, sixty thousand $60,000. And so those seeds of ideas started to grow and manifest for the last 10 years or so. And that's kind of what the process of Kimbrough Ascent has been, which is me understanding this massive journey, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The kid, the superstar kid, right? He gets out of here. He goes to Duke, falls all the way back down mm-hmm, <laughs> below yeah. where he left. And then he's going to ascend way beyond that. I love that name. I love how it's symbolic. <laughs> so what type, so when did you start Kimbrough um, Ascent? And then when, like, what services do you provide? Okay, so Kimbrough Scent really started a few years ago. Uh, I, I once I realized that, so I run another little training company called Emergent Speed, but that's really a hobby. And as I started to realize that, like, I needed to be protecting assets, right, mm-hmm. and setting a future up uh, that's 
expensive, right? Right. Here's an idea, right? Because we're, you know, we have this, you know, Christian, Judo, uh, Judean ethic, right? Mm-hmm. And so that culture, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous for them to think that at the end of your life, you're going to have less based on the way God's systems work. Right. But in America, we we call it retirement, mm-hmm. where you're specifically designed to have less at the end of your life. And so there's these interesting paradigms and, and oxymorons that exist in our world that affect us people more than others because we don't have the education, the strategies, the proximity to recognize that these systems will work for you or against you. Mm-hmm. And so Kimberly Scent was founded on that. And so I do strategies, marketing, to, to be honest with you, to try and unlock people's minds and remove mm-hmm. the chains that make them think that money doesn't grow on trees. Yes. And, you know, of course, we're, you know, African-American, but I have friends of all nationalities that have the same issue as well. So, you know, when it comes to money, to me, it has no color. It's the same thing with diseases of who it can affect. And we definitely know that we live like in a class system as much as people try to act like we don't um, of the haves and the have not. So I love that you're focusing on a community that can help generationally. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing that I like to focus on. It's not just helping one person, it's helping a whole generation. Exactly. And I'm reminded of the story of uh, the Israelites coming out of Egypt, right? Mm -hmm. And so regardless of your belief, it's a fantastic story because it represents you having a desire and an expectation that are out of whack. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you're not careful, the desire can be 12 days away an easy journey for you, but you can get stuck in this loop of poverty and you'll die in it if you're not careful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really that straightforward. And a lot of times people look at a lot of books, oh, that was a different time. It's all the same. You know, what's happened yes. thousands of years ago. Changed at all. <laughs> exactly. So how can people reach out to you if they want to get some private coaching and consulting and trying to figure out, because um, I know your focus is on transforming websites and and that's the era that we live in now where everything is on social media and you Mm -hmm. need to have a website out there so how can clients reach out to you and what type of clients are you trying to reach oh great question so i'm on a mission right now and you can reach me at uh kimbro ascent www.kimbroascent.com right if kimbro take the uga out the Mm -hmm. ugh add the ascent uh, so that's it. Or you just email me at Apollos at Kimbroascend.com. So mm-hmm. the people that I really want to help are starting entrepreneurs mm-hmm. because and we we we've targeted underserved entrepreneurs, which are minorities, women, uh, you know, Latinx communities. But then my, also, my people, my people. Right, I like it. <laughs> but then really, it's really just entrepreneurs who are trying to start a business, but they're not. I mean, if you want to go through the trial and error and go through some of the systems that we've been taught for the industrial age and realize that that's not how to do it, then go ahead. But if you want to maybe skip some of that, speed up right, and get to right. like some simple strategies that have really profound results, like that's what we're doing, right? We're helping create offers, right? Putting the copywriting, right? Creating value ladders so that you can give customers a journey mm-hmm. of impact and not just sell them a product and don't talk to them anymore. 
That's awesome. And we need more of that because I'm not, you know, I'm out in the community and I'm networking and I'm meeting a lot of people and you're the first person that I heard that's doing that. So I know it's hard to be the first, especially in an area when our mindset, like you said, we have to change our mindset. So I just so appreciate that you're being so transparent, sharing your story, because the feedback that we always get from listeners is that they they want to be able to relate to the person, you know, and your story is very relatable. And we got to take the shame away from some of the struggles that we go through, especially because we've been taught, oh, if you fail, that's a bad thing. And you have to fail. You have to try. You have to keep going. And I I think we have to teach more of being um, persevering through and being persistent and not giving up because you ultimately are going to use, I'm sure all the experience that you had, even when you were homeless is helping you today. Exactly. And that's where, you know, you hit it right on the head. That's essentially what the company is about. It's about removing the idea of fear and failure and replacing it with feedback because Mm. we separate failure from success. Mm -hmm. But we understand that failure is just the part of success that gets us there. Right. It's kind of like, you know, people say yin, yang, good, evil. Right. Mm -hmm. Failure is the part of success, what we have to deal with. It's the negative to the positive. And yet there's this cultural idea, especially among us, that like, oh, if I fail one time, I'm done. And then we associate (laughs) that failure with ourselves. No, that's not you. That's the feedback you need to get where you're trying to go. Oh, man. And Apollos, we're getting (laughs) to the end of the show. That was Awesome. And for all those that are listening, you gave so many good tips. If you could just plug again how folks can get in contact with you for Kimbrough Ascent LLC. And we just so appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, KimbroughAscent.com, www.KimbroughAscent.com. But also I'm an equity fellow with Aisha Adams and I'm also in the Black Wall Street cohort. Uh, So please reach out. There's a big network of people and we're really trying to help and, and be committed to your success. That's awesome. So I, again, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I want to continue to thank the listeners and please continue listening to the Veronica Edwards show that comes on 4.30 p.m. on Fridays. And you can stay connected to all things Biz Radio Asheville by going to bizradioashville.com or downloading the app by entering in 36260 as the contact and texting Asheville to that contact. So text Asheville to 36260. Apollos, thank you so much. And I know, and I look forward to working with you because you are coming on as a client for Mahogany Bookkeeping. And I just so appreciate everything. (laughs) Yes, thank you. And and your your beautiful wife, uh, Jessica. And we just appreciate the work that you're doing because I know it, it can be hard and you'll have some stumbling blocks and you're wondering, well, why am I doing this? But the mission that you have for your business is a great one. So keep pushing and any way that we can support you, we will. Thank you. It was an honor to be here. This this was so awesome. I'm so awesome. appreciative. Thank you. Thank you so much, Apollos and listeners. Till next time. Peace. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.